Welcome to Stories Podcast, created by Daniel Hines. Today's episode is an adaptation of the classic story, The Little Dutch Boy, written for you by me, your host, Amanda Weldon. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Lucia Faith and Eliza Jane and the rest of the Turco family, Caleb and his best friend Alfie and their families, Connor, Elena, and Thomas and the Villafranca family, Leif and Nia and their family, Liam and his parents, Luis and Jenny, Theo and Beatrice and their family, Cameron and Ryan and their family, Sadie, Lucas, and Evelyn and their family, and Avery and Kelsey and their family. Thank you so much, Kelsey, Avery, Evelyn, Lucas, Sadie, Ryan, Cameron, Beatrice, Theo, Jenny, Luis, Liam, Nia, Leif, Thomas, Elena, Connor, Alfie, Caleb, Eliza Jane, and Lucia Faith. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. And thank you to today's sponsor, Kind Snacks, another part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun stories for our listeners. When it comes to packing your kid's lunchbox in the morning, the struggle is real. You might not have time to cut fruit in star shapes, but you can still be a hero. Introducing Kind Kids Bars. Kind Kids Bars have 25% less sugar than the leading kids' granola bar and come in flavors kids love, like chewy chocolate chip and chewy honey oat. Plus, all Kind Snacks are kosher, gluten-free, and made without genetically engineered ingredients. Now that's a lunchbox win. Kind is offering our listeners a special offer so you can try Kind Kids Bars. Go to kindsnacks.com stories and enter code STORIES at checkout to receive 20% off your order of Kind Kids Bars. That's kindsnacks.com stories with code STORIES at checkout. Full offer terms are available at the link in the description of this week's episode. Hey, grown-ups! Power up your family's playtime with the Nintendo Switch system, the home of Mario and Friends. Jump into the unexpected with Mario, Princess Peach, and more in Super Mario Bros. Wonder, or challenge each other to a race in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Go to Nintendo.com and browse the full lineup of Nintendo Switch systems. Additional accessories may be required for multiplayer mode. Games, system, and some accessories sold separately. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Little Dutch Boy The sun was just beginning to set over the water as Peter walked home. It cast a warm glow over the river and the fields ahead, causing everything around him to glitter and gleam with the golden light of the sunset. But Peter could not appreciate any of the landscape's beauty. He had had a very long day working in the city, and he was exhausted— He felt his bones aching and his feet dragging with each step he took, and he found himself wondering if he would ever actually be home. It's so far away, he said to himself with anguish. I just want to go to bed. Actually, Peter's house in the country was only a few miles away from Amsterdam, but right now it felt like it could be on another continent. I swear the walk this morning was so much shorter, he thought, marveling at how the trip seemed double in size over the course of the day. Peter had been working at the factory in Amsterdam for the last few months. He had hoped that the long days and the long walk would get easier as time passed, but the opposite seemed to be happening. He was getting discouraged. 
Peter's father had walked the very same path to the very same factory since before Peter and his siblings were born, but since he had hurt his back, he hadn't been able to work, and Mom couldn't support the family on her pay alone. Peter was the oldest, so it was up to him to take his father's place in the factory and bring home a paycheck to help out. He was happy to help, and glad that he was able to, but he had also been struggling. Factory work was not his favorite thing, and this walk was so long. I can't believe Dad has done this every day for so many years, Peter thought. He must really love us. Peter kicked a pebble with the toe of his boot and listened to it skitter ahead of him on the dirt path. He listened to the chirp of birds overhead as they flew from tree to tree and noticed how much louder they seemed now that the hustle and bustle sounds of the city had faded behind him. He heard the rush of the powerful river water coursing behind the huge dikes that ran alongside the road Peter walked on, structures made of stone and clay and peat built to keep the land safe from flooding. Peter listened to the sounds of his own body, the huff and puff of his breaths, in through his nose and out through his mouth, the gurgles of his stomach as it eagerly anticipated whatever his family would be having for dinner, and the clomp, clomp, clomp of his feet as they hit the ground. One step, another step, one more, and then another. When will I be home? Peter said out loud again, noticing how pitiful his voice sounded as he whined into the air to no one. And as he listened to the last echo of his cry fade away into the twilight, Peter heard another sound, one that made his stomach stop growling and tie up into knots instead. When Peter listened, he heard the sound of trickling water, and he was afraid. Ever since Peter was a child, he had grown up hearing stories about the time when his parents were young and the river waters had risen so high that they crashed over the dikes and flooded massive parts of the Netherlands, his country. It had taken years to recover, and his mother and father spoke often about those days when the water had overpowered the city and it had felt like they might live underwater forever. Peter had been taught to respect the power of the rivers and the sea, and when he heard the trickle of water, too close for comfort, he was instantly on high alert. He scanned the area around him with sharpened eyes. At first, he didn't see anything. Maybe I'm just so tired and hungry that my mind is playing tricks on me, he thought hopefully. But then he saw it. There, just a little ways ahead of him, water was spurting through the side of the dike, creating a shiny puddle in Peter's path. There was a hole in the only thing separating the land from the angry, rushing river. Oh no! Peter cried out. A surge of energy flooded his body and he took off in a run towards the leak, though he had no idea what he was going to do when he got there. His feet splashed in the rapidly growing puddle on the path as he reached the broken dike, and he could feel the cold water soaking through the soles of his shoes to his woolen socks. The hole itself wasn't so big, but the water was coursing through steadily. Peter knew that if it wasn't repaired soon, it would get bigger and bigger until the dike itself crumbled and fell and the entire countryside succumbed to the powerful river. It would be just like it was when his parents were young, and it would take years to recover. Peter's heart raced as the realization crystallized in his head. This was an emergency. He wanted so badly to go home and go to bed after his long day, but he had to do something about this. 
I need help, he thought, but there was no one around and no houses in view that he could run to. He was right smack in the middle of his rude home, far enough away from the city and far enough away from his village that he was basically alone. It's just me, he realized, and he felt the knot in his stomach tighten. Thoughts were racing through Peter's mind and he was starting to panic. Should he try to go and find someone? What if it takes too long and the city gets flooded? Should he try to fix it himself? He didn't have any tools or anything and he didn't really know how to fix things. What if he just pretended it never happened and went home and ate dinner? I can't do that, he said out loud. I can't let my city flood, no matter how tired I am. Peter took a deep breath and closed his eyes tight. He felt his lungs fill up with air and the speeding thoughts in his brain began to slow down. After a few seconds, Peter opened his eyes and settled on a plan. I need to find something to block this hole. He scanned the ground around him, looking for a rock or something to stop up the leak. The puddle by his feet was growing bigger by the second, glinting in the waning light. There were no rocks, only grass and leaves and dirt. What now? Peter roared out in frustration and fear, and tears began to prick at his eyes. I just want to stop the water from flooding my city. Peter's eyes fixed on the spurting hole in front of him, and all of a sudden, he was struck with inspiration. Decidedly, tears no longer blurring his vision, Peter poked his index finger into the leak, all the way to the last knuckle, until the water finally stopped running. Peter laughed with relief, appreciating the silence in the night air now that the sound of the rushing water had ceased. He closed his eyes and smiled and leaned his head against the wall of the dike, feeling all of the adrenaline that had been coursing through his system finally begin to dissipate. His finger was already so cold he could hardly feel it, and his feet were soaked to the bone. I wonder how long I'll have to be here, he thought, looking both ways down the long road. There wasn't a soul in sight. Even the birds had gone to bed. The sun had long since finished setting, and now the moon was high in the sky. Peter took a deep breath. I might have to stay here all night. There's a hole in this wall, and though it is small, it could make the dike fall, and then we'd be all underwater. This is not what I planned, but I guess here I'll stand And I'll use my right hand to protect my homeland from the water This is fine, this is right I'll stay here for the night And I'll use all my might, even though and despite I miss my mother and father I wish I was home, but I think no, I know this is all bigger than me. I must save my homeland from the sea. This is bigger than me. Peter was cold and hungry and very scared but he knew that if he spent the night thinking about all of that, he would only feel worse. Instead, he sang songs and told himself silly stories and thought about all the delicious things he would eat when he got home. 
The hours passed slowly until he finally fell asleep, dozing uncomfortably against the dike, his finger still blocking the hole. The sun was rising and turning the sky a milky pink color when Peter awoke to the sound of shouts coming from the distance. Peter! 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 At first he thought he might be imagining it. He looked all around, cringing slightly as he did it because his neck was so stiff from his odd sleeping position, but he couldn't see anyone. It was foggy. Peter sighed. Maybe it was wishful thinking. Peter! 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 There was no mistaking it this time. Someone was looking for him. I'm here, Peter called out. I'm over here by the dike. His heart leapt into his throat as he saw his mother and father and all his brothers and sisters and a whole group of people from his village coming into view. They must have gotten up with the sun to start looking for him. He called out again, and this time they heard him. The members of his search party took off in a run towards him. Even his father, whose back was still not fully recovered and was surely aching with each step, was loping along with everyone else as fast as he could. He must really love me a lot, Peter thought to himself for the second time in 24 hours. His cheeks flushed with gratitude. His rescuers reached him in moments and he eagerly hugged his mother and father with his one free arm, explaining to them as fast as he could about the hole in the dike and how he hadn't been sure what to do, so he'd block the leak with his finger and stay there all night. The adults sprang into action and before he knew it, Peter was freeing himself from the wall while a handyman patched the hole and everyone around him cheered. It was over. He had done it. Later, Belly full of warm food and feet cocooned in fresh, dry socks, Peter lay on his bed and examined his pointer finger. It was still pruny, but it was getting pinker, and the feeling was starting to come back. He heard a soft knock and looked up to see his father in the doorframe. He made his way to Peter's bedside and took the hand with the pruny finger in his. Peter, I just wanted to tell you how proud of you I was today. When you didn't come home last night, I was so worried, and... He trailed off, and Peter realized that he was fighting back a lump in his throat. I'm proud of you for stopping that leak, and I'm proud of you for what you've done for this family since I've been hurt. I know that none of it was easy. You're very strong, and I'm glad you're my son. Peter's eyes stung with tears, and he grasped his father in a tight hug. And even though the people of the Netherlands celebrated Peter for years to come and built statues of him all over the country to commemorate his bravery and strength that night, for the rest of his life, this was what Peter remembered the most. Kind words and a tight hug from his dad. The End Today's story, The Little Dutch Boy, was an adaptation of a traditional story written and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please visit patreon.com slash stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. And if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Today's story is dedicated to my dad, Bob Weldon. Thanks, Dad. And thank you for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Stories Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts.
Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hello! We're so thrilled to share that we've partnered with some incredible brands that we think you're going to love. Parents, if you're looking for items like a helper tower to get your kids more involved in the kitchen or fresh activity books to work on while the family is listening to their favorite podcasts, look no further than the Stories Shop. All you have to do is go to starglowmedia.com stories to check out family-friendly brands curated by the Stories team just for you. That's starglowmedia.com slash stories.